0: Podcasts are a great source of information and entertainment, but if you're like me, you can't always remember where you heard something. Recently, I've been using the Notecast app by XIQ, which is available on both iOS and Android. Notecast is a game changer. You can use it to subscribe and listen to all of your favorite podcasts, but you can also use it to save portions of the podcast whenever you want, and it even automatically generates a transcript for you. All you do is tap the note button on the play screen or pause the podcast and say, save that. The Notecast app will save the last 30 seconds of what you heard, so you can go back and listen later. And it will also store a transcript as a digital note. Whether it's a great conversation, story, joke, tip, or recipe, Notecast will help you retain information like never before. It's an absolute must-have podcast app and the perfect cure for in one ear, out the other. You can download Notecast for iOS or Android by going to notecast.app, and we've got a special offer for our listeners. Try it free for 60 days, no credit card required. Just enter our code EXPLORES when completing your sign up. Again, that's notecast.app, and use our code EXPLORES to try it free for 60 days. Before we jump into the episode, I just want to say a quick thank you to Laura Hughes and all the past guests who contributed to the special bonus episode Laura put together last week. I was so surprised. I was literally floored. I sat on the floor and listened and cried a few happy tears. I love making this podcast. Also, keep listening at the end of this episode, there's a special sneak preview of a totally new podcast that my friend Julie Hotz is making called Unrooted. Okay, on with the show. I'm Gail Straub, and you're listening to She Explores.
1: I know the whole... Self-care and self-love is like, you know, these buzzwords that are have been kind of going around for the last couple of years. But, you know, what does that really mean for each individual and how do you really give yourself the same attention and the same value as you give the other people around you?
0: For a lot of us, taking care of ourselves is spending time outside. As we talked about on our mental health and the outdoors episode way back in the spring of 2017, time and fresh air is integral to our mental and physical health. And there have been loads of studies that confirm this, not to mention the feeling of our shoulders lowering, our stomachs unclenching, and our senses delighting in the sights, smells, and textures of the landscapes we inhabit. Today, I talk with Kenya and Michelle Jackson Salters, who are harnessing nature's self care superpower through group hikes and amplifying the effects of time in nature through journaling and meditation. They call it Outdoor Journal Tour. Kenya and Michelle not only run the business together, they're also married. I asked Michelle to describe Kenya.
1: I always say that she's the feeler and I'm the doer, so, you know, she's very much in tune with her emotions and her feelings and, and she can express herself she I don't know if that she would say easily but in from my perspective it seems easy and then for me I'm very much the the doer you know I feel accomplished when I get tasks done <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> how would you describe Michelle
1: oh
2: um Michelle is like if you could paint a smile on the sun, Aww. that is Michelle. At her, at her core, she is like the color yellow. She is so bright. Um, and she's so sunny. And she's so just warm. I just, when you said describe Michelle, I just saw like the sun with a smile on it. That's what, <laughs> that's what she reminds me of. But like not just smiling, like giggling because she's a giggle box too. She likes to laugh, which I'm sure you heard that this morning. She was laughing all morning, I'm sure. (laughs)
0: She was laughing. It was was a nice conversation. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) She laughs all the time.
0: Okay, before we get into the origin story of Outdoor Journal Tour, I have to share what made me giggle about the start of my conversation with Michelle. When I called her on Skype, she was in the process of walking upstairs to find a nice, quiet place in her house to record. You'd be surprised what you hear in your house when you listen. In Michelle's case, I was especially surprised.
1: I was in our office and we have a turtle and she's like going nuts. Really? A turtle? (laughs) Yeah. Whew, okay. I never
0: think about a turtle making a lot of noise. Well,
1: she's an aquatic turtle, so she's like splashing around and moving her (laughs) rock and like, you know that I have something to do. This is why you're loud, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is sort of random. because Yeah. Anyways, good morning. <laughs> good morning.
0: <laughs> so Michelle is a doer and a smile on the sun. And Kenya is a feeler. Outdoor Journal Tour was founded on the belief that many women put their health and wellness on the back burner. Kenya was looking for solace herself when she discovered meditation. When did you start meditating and and studying mindfulness?
2: When you look back on this stuff and you hear how things happen, you're like, that was so random and it had to have (laughs) been for a reason. But I actually remember going to the library and this had to be in 2007. Why was I at the library? But I went to the library and I rented Louise Hay's You Can Heal Your Life. So she has an actual video where she talks about healing her life through metaphysics and you know through uh intentional thinking and stuff like that. And Louise Hay of course is the founder of Hay House, which is like the largest metaphysics publisher on earth. And I didn't know that at the time, but I watched it. And I loved the concept, and then that led me, of course, to The Secret, and that led me to What the Bleep Down the Rabbit Hole, and all these different kind of like movies and books that I was being kind of drawn to that all talked about the importance of mindfulness as it relates to healing the body, healing the spirit. And my interest at that point, of course, was dealing with, with mental illness.
0: Like many of us, Kenny experiences anxiety and depression— And practicing meditation and studying metaphysics has helped her take care of herself. She told me about grounding and the benefits of meditating outside.
2: It's incredibly, incredibly powerful because you can feel everyone around you um, and you also can really feel yourself. It's something about sitting on earth. You know sitting on the ground and with nothing between you and the earth but like maybe a yoga mat or a towel, it's very grounding um it's very it makes you feel very secure um very safe.
0: It's funny hearing hearing you say that just sitting on the ground, sitting on the earth like that's not something even if you like hiking or backpacking or you know doing all these different kind of like outdoors activities it's not something you consciously think about a lot or even choose to do, even when yeah. you're partaking in those activities. So I love, yeah. I love the idea of inviting people to do that and connect to the earth in that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, so I do a uh, Reiki as well. And one of the, the first chakra, the root chakra is the, what is the chakra that connects us to like our own personal power. So it's kind of the, I am chakra, the, the security chakra. And Almost every woman that I come in contact with has a root chakra blockage because, well, a lot of reasons I won't get into that. But one of the things that we're told immediately to do when you're feeling weak, physically weak, emotionally weak, spiritually weak, is to take off your shoes and go put your feet on the grass or go put your feet on the ground or to go hug a tree or to go touch something that stable, unmovable. And you being in contact with it reminds you that you're safe and you're fine and you're grounded and even when you're feeling like your head is getting away from you, it's powerful to put your feet on the ground and realize the ground ain't going nowhere. Earth is not going anywhere. You're fine. You're safe. You're grounded. And it, it's a, a practice that we do in Reiki. So I'll just be trying to incorporate everything I know into this experience when people come outside with us. So before we
0: talk about what happens when Kenya and Michelle take people outside through Outdoor Journal Tour, we talked about how it all got started with the hike up Stone Mountain, which is not far from their home in Atlanta, Georgia. It feels fitting for them to tag team the story.
1: Here's Michelle. So it kind of informally started in 2015. That's actually the year Kenya and I were getting married. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. We're just trying to find more balance in our own life. I had been struggling with like
2: anxiety depression and those type of things and have kind of had those struggles my whole life and um i was feeling particularly stressed this this time of the year it was like june and um the summer solstice is my favorite day so i thought i would go up on stone mountain and do like some meditation and some journaling and stuff like that just to kind of clear my own head. And I had like two or three friends that went with me and I prepared a very, I mean, just short, short thing for us to do while we were up there because they were coming with me.
1: Like I said, Kenya is the feeler. She's always been, she studies psychology. She's always been very much into emotions and how we feel and what we do with it and all of that. And she's been into meditation. all of that. So that's kind of her lane. So she wanted to lead us in a meditation. Um, and you know, we're okay. You know, we're kind of on a little bit of a exercise high and it's, you know, beautiful out there. I think it was like, it had it been summer, I think, or late summer. Cause I remember it was still warm. And so we, you know, did the meditation and when we opened our eyes back up, there was two women that had joined us and it was, so myself and Kenya, um, and then we're basically all women of color. So the two women that joined were two black women. And they're just like, well, you know, we we just don't see other, you know, women of color just meditating and talking. And I just we wanted to join your group. And
2: they immediately asked, like, how do we join the group? Like, we want to be a part of this program. And, and, and it wasn't a program. <laughs> and so <laughs> I said, okay. So I recall like getting their email addresses and stuff like that and beginning to think about well, maybe it should be a program. And just thinking about like, what were some of the cool places we could go to in Georgia and how we could incorporate this. And I want to say that was in June and we actually had our first activity by September. Wow. So it, it moved really quick. Yeah. It moved really quick
1: as we introduced um women to these places they were really kind of you know amazed that you know spending a couple hours outside um just kind of being free not having your day-to-day responsibilities being able you know to talk about their partners or their kids or their job or whatever it was or not you know some people didn't want to talk about stuff or didn't want to share but they liked kind of having the opportunity to be in that space and it just started kind of growing from there. Um, and in the process, I got really, really into hiking and I did my first solo hike, I guess it was 2016, I think. Um, because I was always like, no, I'm scared. What if something happens? (laughs) (laughs) What if I, and again, you know, the places that, that that we're going are, not they're not super remote. Um, of course, some of them are more remote than others, but you know, we're not like out in the back country or anything. So, I mean, obviously you still tell people where you are and all of that, but I don't know, it was empowering and I wanted to do it more. And, you know, Kenya is not the camper. She enjoys being outside and she enjoys having the conversations and the meditation. And she enjoys connecting with people. Um, and I think for me, I enjoy that piece too, but for me, it's allowed me to connect with myself, which in turn, I have been able to then share kind of from my own perspective with our community. Where did you
0: go on that first hike, that first solo hike?
1: I went to actually to Arabia mountain and again, not super remote. Um, it's like maybe 30 minutes from our front door. (laughs) Um, on the east side of Atlanta. Um, some of it, like the first part of it is a paved trail and there's like a lake out there and there is like a, a small summit, but a summit. So I kind of did like the whole loop and it just was really, it just, it was empowering. You know, it was really empowering. How
0: great is it that it was a half hour from your house? Right. Like people (laughs) have this like big idea of what like a hike needs to be and it's not I don't know. It, that just keeps you from doing things.
1: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's even more convenient when it's close because you don't have to spend a whole day, you know, driving up to the North Georgia mountains or, you know, wherever is close to you, you know. And I mean, of course, that's great, too. And I to do that from time to time, too. But, you know, sometimes there's other things going on and you only have, you know, a few hours, but you still want to kind of get that, you know, dose of me time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll hear about what a typical outdoor journal tour hike is like, and more, after this. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Sometimes I wear my 3rd Love bra to bed. I don't know, maybe it's laziness, or maybe it's just that comfortable. See, 3rd Love is all about finding the perfect fit, which is why they carry half sizes, resulting in more sizes than most other brands. Third Love makes it easy to find that perfect fit with their Fit Finder quiz. You answer a few simple questions about the way your old, stretched out bras were fitting and about your breast shape. There are a lot of different breast shapes out there and Third Love put names to them because bras fit better if they're designed with your breast shape in mind. After taking the quiz, I had two bras delivered to my house and they fit really well. The straps don't slide, and their super thin memory foam cups are comfy enough to wear for 24 hours straight. But you didn't hear that from me. That's still a secret. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they are offering our listeners 15% off for their first order. Just head to thirdlove.com slash explore now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash explore for 15% off today. Have you ever thought about using CBD products to help treat anxiety, pain, and for your overall wellness? I've personally found them to be super helpful. EarlyBirdCBD.com is one of the largest online marketplaces for premium CBD. They carry a variety of products like tinctures, gummies, capsules, and lotions, even CBD for pets. EarlyBirdCBD.com is devoted to showcasing the best brands and highest quality products. If you don't know what CBD is, it's made from hemp, but it's not psychoactive because it doesn't contain THC. As you can hear in the episode, I'm no stranger to anxiety, and I found CBD oil to be really helpful at night. You know, when all the tension from the day is built up. It helps me relax so I can enjoy my book rather than go through my mental to-do list. Earlybirdcbd.com offers fast and free shipping. For 20% off your order, visit earlybirdcbd.com/explores and use the discount code explorers at checkout. That's earlybirdcbd.com for fast and free shipping of quality CBD products. For 20% off your order, visit earlybirdcbd.com/explores and use the discount code explorers at checkout. We're back. Each hike with Outdoor Journal Tour follows the same structure. Hike, journal, meditate. Kenya walks us through it.
2: It's hike, journal, meditate. And for us, you know, the mindfulness is incredibly important. So we try, to, we try to make sure that people are in a mindful space from the beginning to the end. So we do this thing called a walking thought. So when you come out with us, you get your walking thought card as soon as you start the, the hike. Because what we're trying to do is avoid gossip you know, if you're walking for a mile or two, you know, you're going to fall into talking about people, Mm -hmm. talking about things that have happened in the past. It may be doing some lower vibration kind of talking. So we want to kind of keep the conversation, present. So let's talk about something that you've never talked about before. And what's really cool when we do that is that people are often with their friends, you know, and their friends don't know these things about them um, that they'll talk about during the walk and thought. Like we have one that's like, what keeps you up at night and what wakes you up in the morning, right? So that's kind of what keeps you up at night is like what stresses you pretty much. And then what wakes you up in the morning is what inspires you. And it's interesting because you'll have people who've known each other for years who don't know the answers to those questions for their friends. You know, like what they're really stressed about, what they're really excited about, what some some people have said that the other person is what keeps them going, you know. And so that's that's awesome to observe. So we do the walking thought until we get to our location. Then when we get to the location um, or if it's a half half location, like if we're going to go there, stop and come back, wherever the stopping point is, um, we'll do some sort of a sister circle exercise like. We have a ton. And then we use our Journal of Mindful Movement, and we get some conversation going, get some feelings out, and then we do a meditation usually to close, and then we come on right back to the car. That's normally how we (laughs) come on back to the car after that. Mm -hmm. These hikes aren't super
0: long. They're just long enough to work up a sweat and feel a sense of remove from your day-to-day life. You're the right kind of tired when you sit down to journal and meditate. And when you get back to your car, you're in a different headspace. And this is reflected in what Kenya and Michelle hear from the hikers.
2: Probably the most common response that we hear is relief. I don't know if it's a new thing or what, but I feel like a lot of the people I talk to are carrying a lot of anxiety. And this is a new experience for a lot of our um, our, our participants, and so they come into it with anxiety. They the anxiety about will I be able to do it? Can I keep up? Will it be too far? Am I going to get too hot? All of that anxiety is is built up in them. Then there's new people, so they they have they almost always come with a sense of like anxiety. And then when we get there and we kind of hike, we wear you down on purpose. We want you to be good and tired. And then by the time we sit down and begin to speak, they all seem to feel this sense of. Relief, because there's a releasing that happens physically with just the energy that they're exerting, but then the conversations and the things that we're talking about there's an able there's an ability kenya what are you gonna say there's an opportunity to release you know ideas thoughts feelings you know with other people and with other women, and so women almost always say they feel lighter, they say that they feel a little bit more connected, they feel more peaceful they feel Sometimes energized, like, okay, I'm going to have a great day now, because we usually go in the morning, so they have the rest of the day ahead of them. They feel tired, of course, because they have all that releasing. That sounds nice. It It is nice. You know, and, you, and here's it, and I'm sure that you, you, because you go out and you do this a lot, and you go outside and you do the thing, I am surprised every time, even though I know, even though I know going into it, this is going to be really awesome, but every time I'm like, oh, huh, this was nice, you know what <laughs> I mean, like and for me too like I enjoy it I'm having a good time you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm surprised every time
0: (laughs) I'm not surprised by the surprise just knowing for me personally sometimes I get I guess with anxiety or dread like you get this feeling even though you know it's good for you that You don't want to do it, and then you do it, and then it's great. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's not a foreign feeling for sure. I wish it were more foreign, but.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I do this? Oh, I forgot I love it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why um, did you both decide to have this center around women versus And I'm sure it's um, women and and non-binary, but versus um, men, including men.
1: You know, I think it initially, it started that way because, obviously, because we're women and we felt like we could identify. Um, And as we have grown, we have had men join us. And, you know, we've had like um, what we've called like open events where people could bring, you know, whoever they wanted and men could join. But for us really is we wanted to give women a place where they didn't have to be, um, in charge. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that's, I hope that's not terrible or sound sexist. I I don't hate men. Men are amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you know, I think a part of it too, is just that we, it's again, how we identify and what we have to offer. Um, and maybe we do have something to offer to a larger community, too, but like I said, the the idea is really just to get women out of taking care of everyone else and giving them the opportunity and the space to take care of themselves. Because just from our own experiences, you know, I know that I get super wrapped up in other stuff. I'm taking care of the household stuff, work, family stuff constantly and I'm usually on the back burner Mm. you know and that might not be every woman's experience um, but a lot of the women that we we talk to um, they have you know kind of similar similar experiences and I know the whole self-care and self-love is like you know these buzzwords that are have been kind of going around for the last couple of years but You know, what does that really mean, you know, for each individual? And how do you really give yourself the same attention and the same value as you give the other people around you? And it's definitely not to say, oh, you know, forget your kids, forget your spouse. (laughs) That's not it either. It's just, I think, in general and and the conversations that we've had um, with a lot of the women in our community is that. Balance is not always easy, and there's sometimes a level of guilt for taking time for yourself and not giving it to someone else. So this just became a platform for that and a space for that, and yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The journal part of Outdoor Journal Tour started with the Journal of Mindful Movement, developed by Kenya. In it, there are exercises that connect you to your mind, body, relationships, and community. I love that it's split up into those four pillars, the the body, the mind, relationship, and community. And a lot of the words around those things make you think very differently
2: about all of those, those pillars in your own life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the idea. You know, we're connected. We're connected people. And everything that we do is connected. And I was trying to kind of create something that could bring the entire experience together. Like, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Who am I doing it for? How do I feel? Like, what am I using to do this? Because this is a body activity and women have, in my experience, sometimes don't have the best relationship with our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to help improve that and kind of get some, get honest about some of the language that we're using about our bodies and all of that. Stuff is all very important to me, and the Journal of Mindful Movement kind of gives a low barrier to entry for that, so people can do it. And if you want to talk about it, you can. If you don't, you don't have to. You can do some of the stuff with friends. You can do it alone. Um, There's pages for you just to write if you don't want to do the exercises at all. We tried to think of everything, so I'm really, really proud of it.
0: One of the other things that kind of stuck out for me in the journal was the prompt to write an apology to your to your body. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we're so tough on ourselves and our bodies?
2: Oh, Lord, I don't know. You know, I had a really interesting experience the other day. Um, There is a, um, it's a spa here, but it's like a, it's a Japanese spa. And you go in and there's a portion of it where they give you like these little pajamas to put on and you go to sauna you can go to the saunas and it's public and male it's male and females coed. And then there's another part in the back where it's just women and they do like body scrubs and hip baths and stuff. And there's some jacuzzis back there and some, um, some other saunas and it's nude. And every woman is given two towels. And I was sitting there and I was watching literally 90% of the women who walked back there used one tile, had one towel in their hand and they had the other one either wrapped around their waist or trying to cover their stomach in some way. Um, They didn't have a problem with the boobs being out, didn't have a problem with the butt being out, but they were trying to cover up, you know, their stomach, their midsection or whatever. And I was I was sitting there and I was really moved. I mean, I was I felt emotional watching it, first of all, because there's, you know, all these different women in there. Everyone's nude, every different size, shape, color, ethnicity, anything you can think of. And all of us are having this self-conscious moment about the same thing. And it's weird because it's like, you know, you would think if you looked around and saw that everybody else was self-conscious, too, you would be like, let me relax because clearly none of us are perfect. But that isn't it. We're like, nope, I'm covering. She's covering. We're all covered. Like no one's going to see that I've got, you know, a little bit of a stomach like most grown women do, you know. So it was just very it's very, very interesting. I don't know why we're so self-conscious, but the body apology is again, it's taking some of those metaphysical um, techniques and trying to employ them in everyday life. Because what we know is like energy attracts like energy. And the things that you say and the things that you think, but more importantly, the things you believe about your body are the things that you're going to see manifest. So we need to be mindful of how we talk about our bodies. And if we've stood in a mirror or, 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 or any place and said fat, ugly, unattractive, whatever, we need to apologize because the same fat body is what got you out here up this mountain you know or wherever mm. else that you had to do it delivered the kids it it cares for the husband it cooks the dinner it goes to work it it does all the things that you need to be done that your brain in and of itself could not do so stop it <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> stop it right now it's definitely
0: not productive.
2: <laughs> it's not. It doesn't help. And it's like everybody's going through it at the same time. So there isn't some perfect thing that we're all trying to get to. You know, even the perfect people don't feel perfect enough. So it's just like, stop it, you know, and acknowledge what you've done. Acknowledge how you've abused yourself. And hopefully I, 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 my prayer is that when people do that, they'll they'll be more mindful about how they talk about their bodies, you know, later in life.
0: Yeah, I also liked in the, in the journal how you talk a little bit about how we... In terms of body and health, like we assume that health has to do with the body, but we don't talk about it enough as it relates to our minds.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that
0: was a good thing to call out, too, so that people can start thinking about that and paying attention to their mental health as well as their physical health.
2: Yeah. And how those two dance with each other. They really do. mm
0: yeah. I remember when I was in college and I didn't realize I was experiencing like anxiety and I would get these like stomach aches. And it was like, <laughs> like no matter what, what, what's going on in your brain, it trickles mm-hmm. down to your body and vice versa. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Mm hmm. For sure. It does. And we and, and it and you know, the crazy thing is, even once you know that you still do the things, you know,
3: mm-hmm. you still do
2: the <laughs> things and you still think the thoughts and you still scroll on the Instagram and you still get mad. And it's like. You know better than this, but it's it's hard not to because the collective consciousness is very heavy, mm-hmm. you know, and when everybody else is doing it and it seems like it's normal, it's hard to be like, I don't think so, you know, because you're that one lone voice and that's hard. That can be hard to do. And also just thanks so much for pointing out those things. I'm really grateful that the, that the journal is having that impact and that people are able to see kind of what the thoughts were behind that because I did think a lot about that like how do we kind of change this narrative that women are having with ourselves so that we can feel better i just want us to feel better you know (laughs) that that should be this outdoor journal to a slogan it should be feel better but i think that's taken (laughs) somebody's (laughs) already got that one (laughs) it seems like it would be but i don't know
0: (laughs) tm (laughs) tm (laughs) This month is a big month for Outdoor Journal Tour. On March 1st, they kicked off their annual Women Everywhere Hike to Heal campaign, or hashtag WeHikeToHeal on social media. Michelle explains it for us and shares how people everywhere can get involved.
1: It's the month of March, and it's kind of twofold. So for each week throughout the month, we ask people to register and then each week we send out mindfulness resources and that changes from year to year. Um, and it's basically hinged on uh, what we call the four pillars, um, which is mind, body, um, relationships and community. Um, and each week, um, Kenya works her magic and does you know these great worksheets and videos and Um, different sorts of um, mindfulness resources on that topic for the week. We send that out um, to everyone that's registered and basically kind of give them the week to work on that journaling prompt or kind of sit with that topic. During the month, we also try to highlight some of the women in our community on our social media page, on Instagram and Facebook. And then at the end of the month, so the last Saturday of the month, this year it's March 30th, we have group hikes all over, this year is all over the country. Um, so we have 27, two actually in Canada, um, which are uh, we're really excited about. And the idea is that, you know, we kind of create this collective consciousness, you know, this, all of these people gathering in their respective cities to enjoy the outdoors, to talk about, how the outdoors has allowed them to heal or to grow or how it's empowered them. You know, the idea is just that we're on this day, we are all kind of focused on that, on that mission. And it's kind of cool. I mean, it kind of works like a virtual race. There are people who, you know, we have the, I guess I would call them official group hikes that are listed on the website. And then there are plenty of individuals that just go out with their friends or their family We have lots of amazing organizations that we work with. It just grows every year. And then, of course, our sponsors, REI and Merrill, they support us as well. Merrill is actually, some of their field reps are hosting hikes. That's fun. Yeah, lots of organizations. I can't even list them all, but Unlikely Hikers, Women Who Hike, um, Midwest Color Camp, Ample Movement, uh, 52 Hike Challenge. I mean, every, like... It's so many. <laughs> really, it's so many. <laughs> Lots of really um, amazing organizations that basically host a hike in their you know, respective locations. And it allows the larger community to connect with them and, and to join. So
0: you can head to wehiketoheal.org to register to join a hike on March thirtieth, And there's still time to register to lead a hike as well. We'll link the required form in our show notes. I asked both Kenya and Michelle what they were looking forward to and both answered that they can't wait for Myrna Valerio, a.k.a. the Myrnavader, to come to Atlanta for a We Hike to Heal kickoff party on March 30th. You might remember Myrna from an episode of she explores last summer. And if not, she's an ultra runner
2: that's worth a Google. So we've got Myrna coming for We Hike to Heal and I am, I know that we're going to have a lot of people there who have met her. But I also know we are a lot of people there who haven't. And I'm really excited for seeing what some of the people who are coming into this for the first time, especially some of the women of color who have a belief that outdoor spaces are not for women of color, outdoor spaces are not for plus size people. I'm really excited about them hearing her story and looking at her and seeing the, the sheer power and force that she is when, you, when, when you're with her. I'm, I'm wanting them to, to find some commonality in Myrna, and I'm wanting to be there to witness that moment for them.
0: It feels right to wrap up our conversation with some poignant thoughts Michelle shared about the word healing.
1: You know, we hike to heal the whole idea of healing. um, Healing doesn't mean that, you know, there's something wrong with us or that, you know, we're broken somehow or there's a problem. It's just, you know, there are many different avenues to our wholeness. And, um, you know, sometimes there are things that we don't address um, or, You know, things that aren't working or whatever and sometimes, you know, speaking them out or even writing them down or acknowledging them can help you kind of move past, um, you know, and just kind of get to the best version of yourself because I think that's all we want anyways, right? I mean, just to be the best versions of ourselves as often as possible.
0: Learn more about Outdoor Journal Tour and We Hike to Heal via OutdoorJournaltour.com and WeHikeToHeal.org. I'll link everything in the show notes and via she-explorers.com. So we recorded this interview a few weeks ago. I'm really pleased to say that there are now 34 group hikes that you can sign up for at WeHikeToHeal.org. Before you go, I'm excited to share a sneak peek of Julie Hotz's new podcast, Unrooted. It's a podcast that explores the concept of home, something that's deeply personal for so, so many people. I've listened to the first episode and it's very good. Julie has put so much into this podcast, she even designed the music. She's super, super talented. You might recognize Julie from a couple episodes of this show. The very second episode, um, as well as Sisters in Persistence, she's a talented filmmaker and a photographer, and now she can add podcaster to the list. The trailer, which you're about to hear, is up wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe so you can catch the first
1: episode of Unrooted. Enjoy.
2: Oh man. I really
3: don't want to move. I'm just like, who wants to live in New York? Like, who actually wants to live in New York? somewhere that I have loved and hated so much at the same time about a year ago I moved from Los Angeles to New York City and it was unexpected and complicated what is more valid to be with the person I love or the place I love I was excited for a change in momentum totally dreading the actual move and absolutely heartbroken to leave my beautiful West Coast. I'm having a really hard time. But I'm not even from the West Coast. So why was I so sad?
2: It's a question I hate, the where do you come from, and a question I love too, because I feel like I have an interesting story to tell.
3: Usually, when people ask where I'm from, I tell them that it's complicated. Saying this starts a conversation, which lets me dive straight into the question that's been badgering me for some time now. Where is home?
1: You are home. This is home.
3: Um, which home? The home of my family, where I was raised? The home of my heart? The home of my career? Or the home of where all my things, my possessions, are currently stored? I cannot wait until all the things are in the apartment. Home has always
1: been just like where I put my head most often. I guess I always viewed myself as a bit of a snail. My home is where I am and I'm a little slow and slimy.
0: I feel like I'm constantly like juggling what going home means. This is what I like because it ever so humble, there's no place like home. And that is so true.
3: As an adult, I've lived in houses apartments tents trailers hotel rooms and on friends couches i've been a legal resident of four different states worked in at least a dozen different countries and 30 of the 50 states i've considered several other states to be my homes four months at a time while living in the woods i'm just squatting in the desert in the dark by myself eating potato chips It's through experiencing all these forms of home that I became obsessed by the different interpretations. And I kept bringing up that question. Where is home? The fact is, it is completely a privilege to be able to ask these questions and to be able to choose some of my homes. But I also know that I'm not the only one who's curious about this topic. We all have home stories whether we are searching for home or have a strong sense of home, whether we live in the city, the country, somewhere in between, or on the
1: road. If I have to be very selfish, then my is in my studio.
0: The concept of feeling rootless is really interesting to me. You know, no matter what you think the plan is, it's never gonna play out the way you envision.
3: Welcome. Unrooted, the podcast that asks questions about home. We'll discuss the places we find ourselves living in and moving through.
1: I think I was ready to fall in love with a new place, but how can you go to Oregon and not fall
3: in love? You know, like you get there, and I I first saw Oregon out a train window,
0: and I was just sitting in the train like with my mouth open.
3: We'll touch on belonging, gentrification. The history of the places we love, and a lot more.
2: My people have been a part of this land for thousands of years, and I honestly don't know
1: who I would be or where I would be without that sense of identity.
3: I'm your host, Julie Hots, and in season one, I'll take you on my cross-country move and we'll explore homesickness, embrace a new city, weather unexpected surprises, and become comfortable with uncertainty and new transitions.
0: I, yeah, I really don't like backing up trailers. There it is. It's a Statue of Liberty.
3: We'll have conversations about home with friends near and far and hear home stories of people across the country and the globe. I'd say that home
0: is more flexible and that it's okay to want to depend on things, but you have to make room in your life for change, too.
3: Join me as we go searching for home on Unrooted. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast app and follow the show on Instagram at Unrooted Podcast.
0: Thanks for making this show, Julie. I think it's going to help a lot of people learn about themselves and others. Thank you to Michelle and Kenya for sharing Outdoor Journal Tour with me. Thank you to our sponsors, Notecast, Third Love, and Early Bird CBD. The best way to stay in touch is to join our She Explorers podcast Facebook group. It's where listeners can connect and chat about episodes, give each other gear and trip advice, and keep the conversation going from past episodes. If you enjoy listening to this show, please take the time to review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It'll help other people find us. You can also share the show with a friend. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so make sure to tag us so we'll see it. And if you enjoyed this episode of She Explores, I know you'll enjoy our sister's show, Women on the Road. There's a brand new episode coming out on Friday. Music is by Kay Angle, Lee Roosevelt, and Jason Shaw using a Creative Commons attributions license. Until next week, have fun out there.